the quality of lead is so much higher that you will make more money in the back end. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hey, 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 welcome back to episode number 32. And on today's episode, we're going to be taking you through part two of a two-part series on how to create Facebook video ads, successful Facebook video ads without feeling overwhelmed. On the last episode, we walked you through the three most important elements to the video creation process, the video production process. And the first one was the type or length of video. And we talked about there being a sweet spot of about three to six minutes. However, we've seen uh, tons of videos have amazing results on either end of that. You don't have to be right in that sweet spot, but we found it's a great thing to shoot for if, if it works out with your content. We talked a lot about the first 10 seconds, okay, how critical the first 10 seconds is with the Facebook video ad because it is auto playing in the news feed and it's on silent. So you've got to get the user to notice it and then click the screen to unmute that. All right. Then we talked about how to add in your calls to action, how to make them natural, um, where to put them, what to say. So if you haven't listened to episode 31, make sure you go back and and actually listen to that episode first. It's going to really be the, the foundation for this episode. And on today's session, what we're going to take you through is a five-step process to create your video ad inside Facebook. So we're going to get into that in just a second. But uh, once again, we've got uh, Ralph and Molly on, on the call. How are you guys doing? What's up? How are we doing? Hey, guys. And before we started to hit record, we were just talking about what we're going to have on the next show. And Molly was showing us this super cool ad grid, she calls it. So why don't you talk about that for a second? Because this is going to be really, really cool. And it's going to help everything that we're talking about today as well. We'll cover it in depth on the next episode. But basically, it's a really simple grid to help you craft your traffic campaigns and, and strategy. You know, I think that there's a lot of information out there on what buttons to press and, you know, what platforms to use and what to click and what platform. But from really a, a more overarching marketing strategy guide, this is sort of what this grid is. So we'll talk about, you know, how to make sure you have, you know, market and message matching. And um, it's also a tool that you'll be able to use to help scale your campaigns and even, you know, scale out a traffic team. And this is what you use right now on a whiteboard, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Totally. Yeah. We just kind of systemized our creative process at Digital Marketer. And it was something we've only been able to do over the past probably six months or so. And then talked with Russ and we've been able to, you know, create some some actual documents and templates that you all can use to follow the same campaign strategy that we use. So make sure you're checking out your downloads for the next episode next week. All right. Before we get into things, I want to give you a little update on the Akira video, the video I talked about last week with Rachel, my team members, her dog, her puppy, Siberian Husky Akira, who has some major complications with her esophagus and is not able to get any food down without being in extreme pain. So the campaign is up to $3,635 out of $7,000, which is the goal. And we've spent about $1,100. So and it was about it was at three hundred dollars when we started the campaign. So we're about at a three to one 
of every dollar spent, $3 is raised. Uh, it's fairly similar to, to one that I did for my cousin who had a house that burnt down, um, spent more money and raised a lot more money, but it was about the, it was about four to one in that case, actually. And then it started dropping down to three to one towards the end. And this campaign, like you said, this is just quick. Rachel and I getting up and doing it 35 minutes or so, not optimizing this campaign at all. I've been traveling. We've been an event, traffic and conversion uh, all week. And so it's just really powerful just to think about what you can do. There's so many things where you could implement something like this. They still don't have a solution. They still don't know exactly what the problem is. They've had to actually like start over with uh, all their testing. And so it's been a frustration for Rachel and her puppy, but she's basically been making each meal a smoothie so she can get down her food. This has helped in a massive way because they've been able to test tons of different things and then they're they're really narrowing it down right now and it sounds like they're going to hopefully have something soon. And we will have the link to this Facebook ad in the show notes, which will also have the link to the, you know, the GoFundMe account so you can check it out and stuff too. Okay, so let's get right into it. Um, We're going to walk you through this five-step process and step one is to produce an engaging video. And that's what we really hit on more on the previous episode. But when it comes to engaging, there's a few different important factors there. Number one is you, you've got to get them to watch it, right? So you've got to have either some kind of pattern interrupt or text overlay on that video in that first 10 seconds to get people to click unmute and then watch it. Okay, then when it comes to the content, we talked about having education, entertainment, great information, something that you're already comfortable with. Maybe you don't necessarily have to build the absolute perfect script right out of the gate because it's something that you know, something that will be helpful for people so you can build goodwill and then just naturally tell them to click the button on the screen to go buy whatever it is you're offering or go watch a webinar to learn more. In the show notes, we will have uh, more resources for you on this one as well. We'll have a, a video equipment guide and, and some other great resources for you to, to check out. So go to the show notes at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast for that. So that's step one. Okay. And step one, you can always refine it and improve it. But the key, like we talked about at the end of the last episode, is just get it up there. Okay. Get it up there. Just like I did with Rachel with her, her video to be raising money for uh, her puppy. Okay. Just get it up there and then you can always improve it. One of my favorite quotes of all time is ready, fire, aim. Okay. Which is the title of the book by Michael Masterson, AKA Mark Ford. And it, it's true, especially with video. Cause that's so many people are so challenged and so scared to, to create a video. So just do it and then make it better later. All right, let's get into step two. Now we're inside Facebook. Let's talk about the objective. This is a question that we get all the time because when you go create a new campaign in Facebook, whether you're using the power editor or you're using the ads manager, you've got lots of different objectives to choose from, right? You can choose page post engagement. You can choose clicks to website. You can choose website conversions. You can choose video views. And so most people are thinking, well, I should maybe choose video views and then I can always retarget people with my other ads because when you're running video ads and if, and if it's set up properly, then you are also simultaneously building retargeting lists, custom audiences based off those video viewers. However, the great thing that in most ad accounts, not all ad accounts, there's a few ad accounts out there that do not have this capabilities. Facebook is working on this right now, but if you're using an objective like website conversions or clicks to website, then you you still can create those custom audiences. Now, let's say you can't. Let's say it's not working properly. My recommendation is that 
if your goal after they watch that video, if, if it's not just a pure branding video, which, you know, in some cases it might be, but if your goal with this video is to drive conversions, is to send people to an opt-in or a sales page, then we always recommend using website conversions as the objective. Even if you can't build that custom audience, because we've found that we've seen some cases where literally the cost per conversion will be twice as high or even triple if you're using video views. Just It seems like Facebook goes out and they like to find those people that like to watch cat videos. The people in your target audience that like to watch cat videos, it's like they're putting it in front of those people. Now, if you sell cat products, that's exactly your consumer right there. <laughs> so it's perfect. <laughs> Keep, Keith, I think you're totally right. And now that you can build the website custom audiences, no matter which objective you choose, just think of this video ad as any other ad you would run, right. a link post ad, anything else, select the objective of the campaign and just think of the video ad as another medium. It's also creating those custom audiences for you. Yeah. I mean, unless you're a pure play brand, you know, if you're just doing this for branding, then go for video views. But I think the vast majority of people listening to this show is probably you have to make some money on the back end. So direct response, we will typically go website conversions. Although it's interesting, though, Keith, because um, when we talk to Facebook, they say that the way that we're doing it is unconventional. The way that they had originally set it up is to do video views and then retarget. But we find that if you do the video right, you can get conversions right off the video, right? which is really cool. And yeah. that's why it's all about the video. This yep. is why you've got to get your hands dirty because the recommendation from them is to do it that way. And we found that the way we're talking about works much better in most cases. However, there's going to be situations where you, you will use video views. Maybe it is a pure branding play and that's totally fine. And also maybe where you're doing something ninja and you're using like a tool like plus this or something and lots of those other tools out there where you just want people to watch the video and you don't want them to click through. Maybe you're just having a video ad running to people that have, you know, registered for a webinar or opted in for a launch, uh, a launch campaign. And your goal, you're only targeting people that have opted in or on a certain audience. So it's very small. Then maybe you use video views. And in that case, it's really not going to matter too much which objective you use. The overall overarching point is use the objective of the goal that you're truly trying to accomplish. Let's get right into step number three. Step number three is to create your first ad set. And when, when it comes to ad sets, in most cases, you're, you're using your ad set based on your targeting or your placement. Sometimes there's different ways you can use ad sets when it comes to testing. However, let's just keep it simple for now. And let's say you're going to create your first ad set. Let's say you're targeting your warm audiences. So maybe it's your fans or maybe it's your all website visitors. And, and that's your first ad set. Inside your ad set, you're going to create an ad. Okay. So the first step is to create your first ad. Can you create multiple ads? Absolutely. You know, if you want to create two different ads inside that ad set and, and split test two different versions of the ad copy, highly recommend doing that. If you want to just start out with one, that's totally fine. So you're going to create your ad set at step three. Step four is you're going to create your ad. Okay. This is what we're going to spend the majority of today's session on is, is really the ad itself and the, and the ad copy and how it really is a two-step process. Your first goal is to get the viewer to watch the video, right? Get them to stop and, and watch the video. So we usually, in most cases, look at the kind of the first half of that ad copy as having some type of a hook that your video is about. So maybe it's a six-step process. Maybe it's a demo of how to use a physical product. 
that's what the first initial part of that ad copy is. And then maybe the second half of the ad copy is to get them to click through, click off of Facebook and go to your landing page or your sales page and take action. So your second half is, is more about maybe maybe you're, you have a five-step process and you're walking people through the overview in the video and then they, they click the button on the video or the link in the post, it takes them to your webinar all about your five-step process. It's a more in-depth process. Or maybe you are demoing how a product works. And so you're talking about that, you know, having trouble doing so-and-so and watch this video to learn how to do it faster. And then the next part of the ad copy would be, you know, click here to get it at a discount right now or click here to do so-and-so. Yeah, I think it's really simple. I mean, I think you just, the more simple you think about this, the better. It's like whatever your product is, tell the story a little bit in the ad copy and then just sort of tell them what it is that they're going to see when they actually play the video. In some cases, it might be just a couple of lines and it might not be a whole lot of ad copy here. So don't get crazy, but you know, I mean, if you if you have something that they actually need to see to understand why they should buy it, then show that like if it's indestructible or if it, you know, has certain features that no other product has, you know, or if it's super reliable or like, you know, it, it doesn't break if you dump it in water or something like that, you know, whatever your product demo is. And I think you brought this up prior to us going live here today, Keith, is will it blend it's so simple. The reason why they have millions of subscribers to their YouTube channel, and this is obviously a different medium, is because they just show, they just demonstrate in a cool way that their product is really good. You know, a, a blender that grinds up an iPhone 6 is probably a pretty durable blender, so it can probably, you know, grind up your, uh, you know, your juicing greens and your cucumbers and carrots and that kind of stuff. So, uh, Whatever it is, just sort of think about that and demonstrate it as much as possible because video is, is super powerful. Even if you're selling information, so even if they're downloading a PDF, show them what is cool about, you know, whatever your offer is. You know, maybe we would do a video that actually goes into our Facebook ad templates PDF and shows them what they're going to get so that they can visualize it. So, you know, for example, with survival life, which is where I usually go when I think about physical products um, in my mind, you know, if we could run knives on Facebook, you know, showing the actual credit card knife, which is a tripwire that we use. It's a free plus shipping offer. It's a cool little knife that looks like a credit card. Just showing that thing in action and opening it up and, and really showing them what it can do. That's sometimes all you need to do to catch someone's attention with these videos. You have to portray so much in an ad image, right? And we spend a lot of time thinking about how can this be eye-catching and entertaining while also really speaking to the marketing message? Well, a video allows you to do all of that. You aren't constrained to one image. Show what is cool about whatever you're asking them to click on and then use the ad copy as a reflection of that. Just like we talked about on, on episodes really 25 and 26 with, with Tom Breeze of how giving some value and, and just building trust, but also delivering value. So even if they don't click through, they're still happy in it. You get high relevant scores that way. You get high share counts, lots of comments, and lots of great positive feedback. And the same thing goes when you demo something or if it's entertaining. How can you make that entertaining? How can you get a little bit creative? maybe adding some music or maybe speeding up something, maybe showing a demo of something, but it's sped up a little bit with maybe just you 
talking with a voiceover, with words on a screen. There's lots of different things you can do with your videos. Once you get your first video up, now the next thing that you can do is create two ads. So maybe you want to create two different types of ad copy, or maybe you want to, maybe you do test two different versions of the ad copy for a while and you kind of decide which one is working best. Now, maybe you're testing two different intros of the video or vice versa. If you want to just start out testing two different 10 second intros, maybe you, you start one with face to camera. Maybe you try one without face to camera and see how they do. Um, there's lots of different things. Maybe you try one with the pattern interrupt, like we talked about where you're telling people to stop, 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 you know, click the screen and you're pointing to the screen and you're pointing to your, to your ear, you know, to hear, you have to click the screen. And then maybe you test that compared to the intro that just has text overlay. That's telling the same story. And then my guess is one of those is, is going to win. Now we've seen both, so I'm not going to sit here and tell you which one is better. So we've seen both win, but definitely you want to do that. That's the next level, but you don't have to start with all that stuff in place. You want to start with at least one, you know, get your control up. So you're not kind of overwhelmed, get some momentum and then start adding, you know, more to it. And then of course, after you upload your video, Facebook will let you choose between one and 10 still images of your video. They're just 10 random spots throughout your video. And then you get to choose one of those, or you can upload your own image. And so we usually recommend uploading an image because most cases, the image is only going to be used for the right column and the newsfeed, it's going to be auto playing and silent. So the thumbnail image doesn't really matter. It's for the right column and for the right column, the thumbnail image is, is everything. It's the biggest, it's the most important part. So Definitely want to spend some time on, on using a good thumbnail image and, and testing different thumbnail images if, if, if you can. So those are the most important elements. Um, the other thing that we touched on in the last episode too is just you know how much copy to put in there, where to put your link, those types of things. Uh, like Ralph said, you don't necessarily have to have long copy or short copy. That's a case that really depends on you. If you can get where the link is showing up in the post so they can see that link where they don't have to click see more, great. We like to usually do that. And then if they do click see more to read more copy on your ad, and then maybe you have another link at the bottom of your post. If you want to run long copy with your video ad, absolutely. We're about to roll out a video ad where the beginning of the ad copy is about what they're going to learn in the video. And then the rest of it is about what they're opting in for, what they're buying, what they're getting with the Facebook Fast Start and the free book. And I'm going to list out each of the uh, modules that they get free access to and why it costs money and why we're actually losing money when we ship it. Just very authentic. We're going to test this really cool long ad copy, not super long, but fairly long. And then also with a longer video. Um, but we're also testing that against really short ad copy. So I'm here to tell you that you're not going to know which one is best. Let's say you're targeting an audience that's 800,000 people. And you know it's a good target audience, but there's going to be pockets and segments of that existing target audience that will resonate with maybe a video ad. Maybe some of the people in that audience will resonate well with short copy. Maybe they already know who you are and they just click through and they're curious. But there's other people that are part of that audience that might need more. And so that's why it can be good to not only test short versus long, but also it gives you the ability to have a different type of modality to, to hit different people within the same audience. I mean, you just never really know what's going to resonate. 
You know, I think Molly's uh, Facebook ad grid is a really good one because with every product, there probably is multiple avatars too. I mean, there's probably not just one singular person. We were talking offline about the difference between writing for men and writing for women sometimes. I mean, little things like that, you just never really know. So you have to test certain elements, but try not to go crazy on this and test everything all at once. <laughs> try and test maybe just one thing at a time, one video and maybe two or three different ad copies, maybe a short one, maybe maybe a longer one, maybe a really long one, just sort of see what works. And, you know, Facebook won't necessarily split test them, but you will get an idea after a while as to which message resonates best, which will definitely focus your targeting and your, and your marketing a whole lot better. The best way to get started here is just to do, get one ad, one ad copy, you know, upload a video yep. to your page, boost it right away. And there you go. You've got an ad. You don't need to be testing different types of ad copy to, to win. I've got video ads that, that I ran for super long that I didn't even test different versions of the ad copy. There's one ad copy, one video, because guess what? I was busy and I had lots of other things and clients to work with. So I wanted to get the ad up and running. I wanted to run that ad, but we didn't have time at the time to be testing different types of ad copy. It didn't matter though. It still worked. get into step number five. Step number five is the same step that you're going to use with any type of campaign. And really it's to monitor and adjust, you know, or pivot and optimize your campaigns. So now what you're going to do is use Facebook's reporting and go in and look at things like if you are testing two different intros, you can see which one had the average longer duration of view. So maybe one video had a 16 second you know, average video view. And then the other one had a 24 second video view. So maybe the one that with the 20 people are watching it longer, that's going to be a better opening. So make sure you know which metrics to kind of look at, because if you're testing a different intro, then really it's, it's, it's click through rate, it's time, average time spent watching. Those are the metrics that are going to be more important than maybe cost per lead, even though that's the most important one overall. But when it comes to testing different intros and stuff, you want to look at some of those more subtle uh, metrics, if that makes sense. And then, and then of course, you know, you're just looking at your overall conversion costs with your different segments. How does your different interests connect? How does that video ad compare to your non-video ads? Is it worse? Is it better? Remember, we've talked about this before. If you're running a video ad and let's say your average cost per conversion is $3 and you roll out a video ad and it's a five minute video and it's been running for like a week and your average cost per conversion is $5. And you're like, you know what? It's $2 more. It's quite a bit more, but it's still kind of under that max threshold. It doesn't mean you should just turn off the video ad and then scale out and try to continually optimize your non-video. You want to keep running that video. You want to just try to make it better. Because remember, it's a message. It's branding your business so much more than some of the other types of ads. And so how can you improve that? Maybe, maybe your cost per conversion never does get as low. Maybe it does. We've got lots of clients where the video ad is the best performing campaign. Other clients where it's not the best performing campaign, but it doesn't mean we turn it off because normally, especially if you're using a content rich video, like where it's like a three minutes or longer video, the quality of lead is so much higher that 
you will make more money in the in the, in the back end. They'll, they'll buy more and stuff. So it's there's, there's a lot of longer term benefits to this. So that's just the one thing I want you to to try to wrap your arms around when it comes to monitoring your performance. I think the flip side of that too is that if you've got a video ad and it's just bombing, don't say you know it's it's like triple or quadruple the the cost per lead or the cost per sale of other ones that you're running. Uh, maybe in other campaigns. I mean. You, don't necessarily keep that running just to keep your branding going. I mean, you've got to be realistic here. So I, I do think that there's a lot of benefit to people just seeing the video and they might not take the action right then and there, and then they might convert maybe on another ad. So I think you do have to keep that in mind. So we always try and keep that in mind with our customers inside the agencies because they are they have very specific metrics that we're gearing towards. So we, we change our mediums quite a bit, but if if you have a product or service that needs a lot of explaining and needs a demonstration, then more often than not, we'll immediately say, all right, that's going to be great for a video ad. And those are the ones that, just like he says, in our opinion, and we've seen this, we haven't you know, specifically measured it as of yet, but it's definitely true for some of our clients who we've gotten lots and lots of leads from video ads specifically, is that they tend to be warmer by the time they come into the funnel. So they're almost pre-warmed up or pre-sold in the newsfeed, depending on how compelling that content is in the video. So they're really, really powerful that way. Okay. So I'm going to uh, add on to that great point there because th- that's really important because I, you know, I gave one example as if your video ad is, is performing a little bit worse, but yeah, mm-hmm. what if it is twice as bad yeah. in that case? Your goal there should not be to give up video ads. It should be to probably stop that campaign and create a different video. Yeah. It's all about the creative here. It's it's you're targeting, especially in your case, if you already know you're targeting with your other campaigns, it doesn't mean the video ads don't work. It means the video that you created and the messaging wasn't right for your audience, period. So you, that means you just got to go back to the drawing board and try it again and don't give up. That's really, really important. But yeah, don't keep running it over and over again. So that's that's one thing that's really important. We've seen a lot of people like video ads suck. It's just because they didn't have the right one right out of the gate. Some people get lucky out of the gate. Yeah, we really feel that if we haven't gotten it right on the on the first video or the second video or the third video, it's just a matter of time before we get the right one. Um, it's it's almost like uh, your your beloved Seahawks. They always say, <laughs> "We never lose; we just run out of time." <laughs> Which I love exactly. that expression. <laughs> exactly. You see, Russell Wilson was MVP of the Pro Bowl. I know. I love that guy. Too bad uh, they weren't at the Super Bowl prepping for that. But anyways, it's well, all good. Neither one of our teams were. So, yeah, we're both losers here this year. But um, anyway, that's the mindset that you have to take, I think, when you're running Facebook ads is that you just didn't figure it out the first time. But you eventually will. Now, having said that, you don't want to go broke just saying that I'm going to keep going forward until I succeed. Do it with a budget and you know have your metrics in mind. But with most videos, it's just a matter of time of finding that right formula. And, um, you know, with Facebook, you should be able to get leads and everything with the the other mediums. The video is just uh, added on top of that. And for specifically for some types of products and services, it is the ideal medium to explain and get buyers and hot leads right into your funnel. That's really it. I mean, that's step five. That's the important thing to understand is just to pivot, just like with all your campaigns. Same thing. That's why the ad grid is going to be so great. That's the exact conversation we had before we started to hit record and why we're excited to talk about this on the next episode is 
is a lot of times, Molly, go ahead and touch on that real quick before we wrap up. Is that like one of the biggest mistakes that you see people out there making? One of the biggest mistakes is just not thinking about the different types of people that would be interested in, in your product and also different hooks that you can use to get them interested and sort of the intersection of your avatars and your your hooks. And that's really the ad grid and making sure you're giving yourself and your campaigns the chance to succeed. You're not just running one or two ads and then saying, oh, this doesn't work. Um, So this is really a strategy to create a whole campaign and then figuring out what message is working, you know, what avatar is working and then scaling from there. Perfect. Perfect. All right, let's wrap it up Uh, for all the show notes. Hit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast and we'll have all the show notes and resources there for you and, and the downloads and screenshots and stuff like that so make sure you listen to the last episode if you if you were not able to do that and we look forward to talking to you again in just a few days thanks guys bye-bye see ya Okay, I wanted to make a little update to this episode. I am adding in a recording about a week after we recorded the last episode. And we're actually in San Diego at Traffic and Conversion event. It's it's been just an amazing event. So impressed with what Digital Marketer has done with this event. But I wanted to make an update because on the episode when we recorded for today's episode, I was bummed out a little bit when I was prepping for it because I had prepped for a video ad campaign that I hadn't quite started yet. The next day I was going to start running this and I was like, man, I just wish I had that done because I know it's going to be a great example to use for this podcast. It's a nine minute video combined with long copy. And we talked about long copy back on episode 29, tell your brand story with these four ad types. And I, I recommend listening to that episode again. And I'm actually the one I talked about a really long ass copy for an ad that I was running into my uh, it's basically a sales page where people can get the ultimate guide to Facebook advertising for free, plus a, a Facebook fast start video training series. And then they just have to pay $4.95 shipping or $19.95 outside the US. So I made a video and I, it's been running for about just a few days. And it's the best campaign that I've ever seen out of the gate initially. It's it's not at massive scale right now, but you know, 80% of the audiences are cold. Lookalike audiences based off my lead all contact list. You know, interest audiences and there's some warm audiences in there too. But you know, 75, 80% of the checkouts that have been generated are from cold audiences. And right now, this ad is running at an overall three dollars and eleven cents per checkout. Okay, one ninety per lead, three eleven per checkout. Cold audiences are around like three twenty six. A lookalike audience is at three ten. Podcast website visitors is at two thirty five. Um, but then one of my other warm audiences is is around six six dollars because I think I've been seeing some of the same stuff, you know, for this offer. So. The point is, I want you to look at this ad and go back to the show notes at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast, and we'll have a link to it. And and it's a nine-minute video that I actually ran out of time to prep for. I had some stuff happen, and I wanted to record it outside because I use this big electronic whiteboard, and the lighting is way better when it's outside. And what happened is, is I actually ran out of time, and I was running up against darkness, so the lighting in the video isn't even very good. I usually script out or outline it out way better. I didn't do that. I ran out of time I, and I knew I was leaving town and I wanted to get it out. So I thought it was going to be a little bit too long. But the point is, is if you watch it, you'll see that what I do is I'm, it's, it's a super like transparent video where we, we use kind of social proof initially and then go into a little bit of teaching. And then I go into what they get with the offer and why. And I tell them like why we lose money shipping this book because we 
get four out of 10 people to take us up on a 30 day trial. And I talk about that in the video. And then in the post copy itself, it has the social proof initially, you know, and the beginning of it is talking about why the number one thing and the beginning of the copy is number one lesson learned after $10 million in ad spend. And then it goes into what they get. So the second half of the ad copies, just like we talked about here in the formula is everything. We list out like all seven modules that they get as the, for the free video training course. So it's just tells all. And I think that is one of the reasons why. So I just wanted to uh, let you guys know, let you take a look at that and model after it. And the point is, is it wasn't even something I prepped a lot for, for the video. I just said, I'm going to be super transparent, super authentic as much as possible, still teach, uh, and then see what happens. And so far, so, so really, really good. So, so that's it. And you can take a look at that. Like I said, back in the show notes. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Grant, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.